0: This week on Vedic mythology, music, and mantras, we take a look at the tradition of the Vedas as a part of the Sanatana Dharma, or eternal truths about the nature of life that's found in various forms in all cultures throughout time. This takes the form of a two-part conversation with well-known British astrologer, Trisha George, who's knowledgeable not only about Jyotish, but also the history of astrology, particularly in Western cultures. This podcast is presented by Pujanet, P-U-J-A dot N-E-T, your Vedic resource on the web, where I have just added in the audio library a collection of over 40 different hymns and slokas about Shiva in honor of the upcoming Shivaratri. There is more to life than what we can see with our eyes, or any of the senses for that matter. The inner, or more accurately, the totality of both spiritual and material life is the realm of the Vedas and the Vedic tradition. Jyotish is called a Vedanga, a limb of the Vedas and covers many areas of life, the life of an individual, the life of a country, and so on. It is, at least in my view, a study of the nature of karma, and on an individual level, it can provide very useful insights into the natural patterns of life. It is my perspective that jyotish represents the natural structure of the universe, and once we have some sense of that, and better still, some experience of that, life no longer entirely seems random, unfortunate, or lacking in purpose. With my study of the Vedic traditions and rituals, and most specifically pujas and yagyas, I have a fairly deep knowledge of what I would say is the eastern approach to appeasing with and working with the energies of life as represented by the Navagraha, the nine Vedic planets. What is interesting is that Trisha presents a more universal view and points out how this knowledge is part of every tradition, even in the West, and it's a fascinating conversation. So here is part one. Uh, what we had started discussing was um, how uh, yagyas are presented uh, through my pujanet site. And I have always, uh, obviously, um, mm-hmm. sort of taken them to be purely a Vedic uh, mm-hmm. and Eastern uh, cultural tradition. And uh, uh, Tricia was uh, kind enough to sort of point out that perhaps I was being somewhat narrow minded. Mm-hmm. So um, I want to d- just begin the discussion, uh, start things off by reading some. Uh, a little bit, a couple sentences from her email uh, uh, to me. So she said that in the context of our discussion, I feel that the reference to Yajna being about mantra repetition may be slightly misleading. For me, it is about repeating essential sounds which were considered to control or manage planetary vibrations or were capable of offsetting them if they were harmful for an individual as signified in their astrological chart. So just as we know that the sea can make a shushing sound or rain can make a pitter-patter sound, so do planets have their own sound frequencies, and these can be deflected if we repeat the correct frequency that will offset or avert the harmful effect. In this way, because we deflect or appease the harm that a planet can be bringing, we allow the good vibrations of our chart's beneficial planetary vibration to make itself felt in our lives. This was also known in the West, and even Pythagoras talked about it as the music of the spheres. Would you care to uh, elaborate on that?
1: I, th- I think, uh, before I continue, I'd, I'd like to point out that yes. um, I have a tremendous respect for the fact that this tradition is still strong in India. I'm not denying you know, that it's been valued as a tradition, as yagya and um, appeasing planets uh, down the centuries and India has been invaded uh, several times throughout this past two, three millennia and I find it amazing that it has kept its tradition uh, connected to this yagya, this appeasement pure. The the fact that very little uh, in terms of evidence is available to demonstrate that this tradition has been also practiced, probably all over the world, Mm -hmm. um, is due to the fact that the invasions in Western culture were very, very harmful. For example, uh, round about 1 AD, when the Romans came to the UK, for instance, and and were invading Europe. they took away all that was good in terms of records records of traditions mm-hmm. in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, and I therefore am pleased when I come across little tidbits in perhaps ancient Greek writing such as the uh, piece that I sent to you that records in 961 CE a reference to a fact that uh, planets were being appeased even in the Christian era post-Roman invasion and destruction of European records. In this little um, excerpt uh, that I found, which is a record of history, and the quote is, a synod of 16 cardinals is called to charge John the Twelfth, nine fifty five to nine six three, who became the Bishop of Rome at age sixteen, to answer serious charges. Now, given him uh, those days, the 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 papacy, the Roman, um, the Holy Pope of Rome, was quite a major dynasty and rulership and authority. This was quite an important event, which is why there is this snippet still evidenced in a a historical record. The Bishop of Cremona recorded everyone, clergy as well as laity, accuses you, holiness of homicide, perjury, sacrilege, incest with your relatives, including two of your sisters, and with having, like a pagan, invoked Jupiter, Venus, and other demons. And, And that, to me, is quite crucial because especially bit where he's saying like a pagan here we have a roman bishop uh, not falling in line with um, the the roman tradition if you like but behaving like a pagan now pagan uh, was actually a city somewhere like burma i believe it was, it was an actual city um, and nero the emperor of rome was a pagan and many rulers Uh, and and tribes throughout the whole of Europe and perhaps the rest of the world had pagan beliefs and certainly many of the pagan traditions uh, you can cross-correlate with uh, the little that we know about Egyptian traditions as well. For example, this respect for planetary movement for... Um, what's called the Worship of Planets, but I question that phraseology. But here we have a record in 961 CE where this bishop is being accused of being like a pagan and invoking Jupiter and Venus, Mm -hmm. which is exactly what the Agias are doing. Maybe not invoking, because remember, this is bad hype. Deliberately delivered in a derogatory way to demonise um, uh, this bishop, who had fallen out of line with traditional Roman uh, belief, so they had to say invoke Jupiter and other demons um, because they wanted to castigate this man and demonise him. Um, and he goes on to be just as derogatory, but that phrase, like a pagan in both Jupiter and Venus and other demons, suggests to me that, yes, uh, pagans did have a tradition of uh, recognising um, this relationship with planets uh, and their rotation and their influence on human life and Earth uh, that was probably as sophisticated... Uh, as your pandits have, uh, and perhaps did, extend to performing uh, rituals such as the Yagya.
0: Oh, and I, I think I think that the the planets are very much invoked in um, uh, in in, in all the time. Uh, uh-huh. Jupiter or Brihaspati is is um, uh, invoked at the beginning of, of most most Yagya performances the importance of muhurta you know proper timing to gain uh-huh. the support of the planets is uh, uh very much a part of it uh-huh. um, and i wonder i wonder why in the west was astrology so demonized you know was it was it as as a result of political realities
1: absolutely and religious uh, reality as well in term and and you couldn't divorce the two and sometimes As we see today even with this attack uh, on um, religion being uh, brought under one umbrella as an attack on terrorists is equally the same kind of war being uh, waged, if you like, uh, as this one in those days where if you're a pagan you need to be ostracized. Um, and certainly the Roman uh, rulership, clergy uh, and and military uh, were given full authority to stamp out uh, any religious beliefs at all pre-1 AD and post-1 AD. It got very bad. We move later on to the Spanish Inquisitions uh, it was the Spanish conquistadors that went to Peru, for example, and we've only now got remnants of Mayan civilization who also had an astrological tradition. Uh, and for all we know, because we haven't ex- examined or uh, been able to interpret fully that way of life, they too um, used astrology they've given us the codex for the venus timetables and other planetary timetables that had supreme importance um, to the way they regulated their lives the conquistadors went in and they damaged and stole and plundered uh, and eradicated huge tracts of Uh, writings, records and traditions associated with that culture. And I was interested uh, that someone on the Jyotish list, which is a Vedic astrology list I belong to, suggested that there was evidence that the Mayans in Peru uh, were actually uh, originally from India and perhaps for some reason maybe a flood or some other devastation had taken the teachings from India, perhaps related to uh, Vedic astrology initially, but uh, that seem to have deviated or or been extended and developed more in Peru. Um, So that's very interesting that we've got that. Also, if you look at Egyptian interpretations of Egyptian way of life, when I read between the lines, a lot of what I read seems to suggest they too uh, invoked uh, the the help of the planets in some way I read these interpretations by archaeologists and uh, ancient historians and, and get often quite amused but also a little annoyed when they say and they worshipped this goddess and that goddess because sometimes when I'm reading what they translate it seems to me that they're assuming a worship of this planet as a god whereas there's something deeper than that where it's a respect for the influence of a planet rather than just a naive or primitive worshiping that there is a deep insightful profound understanding of the interaction between celestial bodies and terrestrial events Um, so i think it goes wider than europe and the fact that there is this astrological law that permeated earth but the fact that this was uh, stamped out uh, eradicated is because new cultures and new belief systems supplanted those and those old beliefs and and rituals and uh, behaviors were 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 consciously and deliberately and and, and quite viciously in many cultures, in the Americas, in Africa and in Europe, um, ju- just stamped on and, and, and cleared out of existence with great rigour.
0: Well, it, mm-hmm. it, yeah, it, it, it seems to me that in some ways our, quote, modern era of the last, what, maybe 1,500 years where astrology has been somewhat pushed down is sort of the exception in the long history of mankind and cultures, that that you know in most cultures, um, an awareness of the planets uh, and the role that they play in life uh, is is probably much more honored than it has been mm-hmm. in our uh, Western cultures. Absolutely, yes. And, I, and and I find some of the some of the, um, uh, the you know the scientific era. Um, you know where where we, in a sense, demand physical proof for anything that we regard as truth. It, in a sense, it despiritualizes life and makes these uh, uh, the connection with with a more natural perspective that some of these traditional cultures have had. It, it sort of strains that connection, makes it much more difficult.
1: I think so. I also think in this modern era that we've got. Um, that relationship with natural laws that, that surround us, that regulate us, that rule us, uh, is very severed because our senses are so blasted uh, by the stress that we're put on under to worship mammon, to go to work, to provide daily bread that's often um, a, a very illusory uh, situation generated by a banking society that is mostly based on profit. You can still go into countryside, in, in, your, in any culture, in any country, and people do still abide by um, traditions. For example, um, there was a program I was watching the other week, about a Farmer in the south of England, who still have this fabulous tradition of recognising the influence of Jupiter, the moon, the sun, on his crops and his animals. But this kind of uh, relationship with and respect for the fact that, you know, generally we are part of a whole, a holistic Organic movement has been lost somehow, and I think this is why people get very stressed. And then the nice thing is, they're driven back to Yagya. It's you know, it's almost like they come full cycle, don't they? From well, I'll I'll go that way, and then all of a sudden, the job's gone, the mortgage is gone, they can't have children because the stress has got to them. And many of the people I see come, like a lady I'm seeing today, and it's like she needs a yagya, you know, she needs to get put back in touch with her sensibility and her happy little uh, place in the universe, and only a yagya can support her back into that place, really.
0: Well, I think that's the great, I think that's the great power of yagyas, and I also think that it is our, uh, our friend Saturn who eventually comes along so that uh, the answers that we've lived with no longer quite suffice. Uh, that's when people tend to turn to, to astrology, to Jyotish or Western astrology, to say, you know, my God, what's happening to me? And I think the, you know, the, the, um, uh, the Jyotish tradition, one of the great strengths of the Jyotish tradition is that in addition to the um, you know, what I think of is the diagnosis of what's happening in a person's life by looking at their chart. You also have the yagyas which are uh, are the treatment. You know, the yagyas or pujas or, or, or any of the spiritual disciplines from the Vedic tradition, equally applicable to anyone. I mean, it's it's part of their the concept of sanatana dharma, the, you know, the eternal truth.
1: If we go back to ancient times, however, I think people lived with that naturally. It wasn't just they needed a priest uh, to point them in that direction. I think it, certainly my learning was always, I was taught that the priest was the astrologer um, and that the two were one. And certainly when I, the more I read about Egypt, when Egypt was all in its golden glory, um, For me, when I'm reading about the new finds and uh, who these kings were um, and certain aspects of the culture, it seems to me that they had very evolved priest astrologers. And coming back to what you said earlier about evidence, there is evidence in the pyramids, clear evidence. You know, it's written on the walls of the pyramids that they followed. Uh, the the rotation of the planets, very much uh, a a lunar passage through constellations. Uh, And prior to that, it's thought that they followed just constellational positions in the sky. But certainly their culture was anchored in a a strong relationship with um, the the way the Earth revolves, its cycles, etc. And then if you go to Chinese astrology, They actually went a step further, their history records that uh, they too predicted epochs and very much their uh, astrology is very constellational based as well, unlike tropical astrology which is very sign based and looks at how far uh, the procession has taken effect. But the Chinese seem to me, and certainly the Egyptians too, look at the, uh, all obviously knew about the procession of the equinoxes because they were looking at the whole of the constellations not just the ecliptic path where the Sun and the planets revolved around and just to add as, again to that point and, and bring out something else about being in harmony and evidence that in the past uh We may have had these Yagya rituals going on then. Certainly, I believe that the Egyptians had that. and There isn't time in this podcast to elaborate upon that other than to say, look, there is evidence that they were priest astrologers in Egypt and the fact that they respected it is on the walls because they've got constellational astrology and they move towards then an understanding of the moon's passage uh, which was understood also by the Babylonians, uh, and then the Sun's Passage. But coming over to Europe, uh, particularly Ireland, there is uh, a place called Noth in Ireland, K-N-O-W-T-H, which I must visit at one side, uh, at time, because they've got caves in this place in Ireland. Again, with full illustration uh, of... Moon phases, but not just oh, the moon's in this constellation, you know, a full awareness and a method of recording cycles of planets that's very sophisticated. Um, and these caves uh, um, are so old, they're even oh, they're Neolithic, they're older even than places like Stonehenge, for example. Um, clearly shows that um throughout not just the last two millennia which we know quite a lot about really in terms of historical evidence but but pre going back to 5000 bc and prior to that there is this awareness that is often just in bits and pieces coming out as new archaeological digs get underway that our forebears pre 5000 B.C. B.C.E. knew um, how to exploit the potential of the planets up above to live in harmony, to plant, to deliver agriculture, to perform their everyday activity, and probably, highly likely, with which to establish their own hearthers for setting off to do uh, that you know, their their everyday necessary activity, probably.
0: So, when you read I in in, that... in 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 the history books, all, a lot of times, uh, they will say that um, structures like Stonehenge were there simply as uh, a primitive calendar. Exactly. Um, you know, uh, but it seems to me what you're saying is that it's indeed much more complex than that. You know, we may be technologically more advanced, but and and we may. Um, may not, in fact, be any happier, or in fact may be much less happy. Well, I think one of the contributions of the Vedic tradition is that it gives a much broader sense of the evolution of consciousness than it gives a sense of the concept of karma, which I think is becoming very much accepted here in the West. But the idea that a person's astrological chart is, in a sense, a map of their personal evolution and it shows uh, it shows their strengths, it shows their weaknesses, it shows the kinds of things that they have chosen, uh, in a broader sense, to experience in this life, and the things that they are here to learn. One of the great contributions of astrology is that, when when this is presented properly, people get a sense that the universe does indeed have purpose and structure, mm-hmm. and that. All of these things that happen to us, both good and bad, uh, are not entirely accidental or without meaning or without structure. So sometimes, even when a person is going through a difficult period, just being able to show how throughout their life in conjunction with the planet, in a sense the planet being markers of different phases of their life, their, their lives may not turn around tomorrow, But at least people who are going through a difficult time can say, ah, okay, well, you know, here, this is what's happening to me. It's not going to last forever. Um, It's not going to be totally, you know, random and and without meaning, but rather it's part of my own evolution as a soul. Uh, And I find that to be very comforting for people.
1: Within life itself an individual life, you have cycles of experience throughout from age to passing on to another life and the nice thing I find that I can say to people look this is a difficult time I know but it isn't the place that you're going to it's the stage that you're just going to pass through and the lady I'm seeing today for example uh, I'm happily going to be able to say uh, look you know from September next year you are going to have a ball of a time and isn't that nice when you can do that when someone's had a very difficult time, that you can actually see in a chart the good times ahead. And that's very uplifting and inspiring for people, I think.
0: It is. And I think sometimes uh, as, uh, as as astrologers, um, we sometimes forget uh, knowing a little bit about the future can be very um, comforting. Uh-huh. And it's interesting to look at uh, at a person's chart and to be able to see what the you know upcoming time will bring to them and in a way we take it for granted and yet for someone who is new to this the, the idea that you could predict the flow of events in their life is a very is a very different kind of perspective and that's a perspective that that sense of a connection with the future is not a very western not that very much a, a part of our western culture we're so convinced that Uh, we are in command and control of all things and that it just needs a little more effort and I think that perhaps life has a way of showing us that it's maybe a little bigger than that (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely
1: and beautifully so, beautifully so because isn't it nice sometimes to just relax and know that those planets out there have got more intelligence than than even the current mass-combined brain-cell delivery of mankind (laughs) to deliver a harmonious universe.
0: So for chanting this week and going along with our astrological theme, I have first Vyasa's Navagraha Dhyanam for all of the nine Vedic planets, and that is followed by Surya Ashtakam, eight verses about Surya, the Sun. And finally, because I'm about to leave for Kanchipuram, I have included Kamakshi Stotram, about Kamakshi Devi, the main goddess in the main temple of that small city in South India. Kama means pleasure and Akshi is glance, so she is one who gives pleasure with merely a glance. And in contrast to most other representations of goddesses, her arms are at her side and not raised in the mudra of blessing, as is usually the case. And it's said that she's so powerful that all it takes is a glance. And indeed, I have to say, from my experience, it's pretty much true. That temple's a special place, and to visit it is an experience not to be missed. And that will be all for this week, so thanks so much for listening. And we'll see you next time.
2: Adhanavagrahatiano Aditya Yachasomaya Mangalaya Buddha Yacha Guru Sokras and Ebjestia Rahavek Japa sankasam, ka sepeyam tamori sarva papagnam, paranatos midivakara, Dadisankatu sharabam, sriarnavasamudhava, namami sa somam, sembharma dharane garbh sambhutam vidyut kanti samatprabham kumaram shakti Hastancha, tam mangalam pranam amyaha priyagulik asyam rupenapratimam budham saumyam saumyagunopetam tam budham pranam amyaha Deva-náñca-ruṣe-náñca Guru-m-kāñca-na-sannibha sannibha buddhi mantam me himakundam daityanam sarva shastra pravaktaram bhargavam branam निलाजना समाभासौ रवपूत्रमయमाग््रजौ छयामारतांड सभूतौ तनामाविषन इसचरौ अर्धकायम महावीरम आलास पुष्प संकास्यम तारकाग्रह मस्तकौ रौद्रं रौद्रात्म कंघोरं तम केतुं प्रणमाम्यह इति व्यास मुखोद्गीतम यफटे दिवावाय दिवारात्रो। वाये दिवारात्रौ नरनारेनु भवीर दुस्वपटना सेनौ आईश्वर यमतुलंतेशाम और ्यंपुष्टिवर्धानों ग्रहनक्षत्रा जाहपीराहा तसका व्यासो भूते न संशयः इति नवग्रह ध्यानम् आध सूर्यष्टकम् नमस्तुभ्यं प्रसेद मम देवाकर नमोस्तुभ्यं प्रभाकर नमोस्तुते सप्त स्वरध मारोढं प्रचंडं कस्य पात्मजं श्वेत प्रणमाम्यहं लोहितं रथमारोढं सर्वलोकपितामह Mahapapaharandevam, Thamsur Yam Pradamam Yahoo, Trilokya Gunyancha Mahasuram, Brahma Vishnu Maheswaro, Mahapapaharandevam, Thamsur Yam Pradam Yahoo, Brahmitam Tejasam Punjam, Vayurakasamevacha, Prayancha Sarva Lokanam, Thamsur Yam Pradamam Yahoo, Sankasam, Harakundala Pushitao, Eka Chakradharandevam, Thamsur Yam Pradam Yahoo, Thamsur Yam Loka Kartaram, Mahate Jah Mahapapaharandevam, Thamsur Yam Pranabam Yahoo, Thamsur Jana Prakasya Mokshadham, Mahapapaharandevam, Thamsur Yam Pranabam Yahoo, Suryastakam Patanithyam, Graha Aputro Labhate Putraṁ, Daridro Dhanavān Bhavet, Amisham Madhu Pananchā, Yakka Sapta Janma Bhavet Drogi, Janma Janma Daridrata, Sthritaila Madhu Mamsāni, Ethyadantira Virdhine, navyaadhisoka daridryam surya lokam cha gachchate
3: kanji Uraratna रत्ना कंकर न लसत केयूरहा रोज वलाम कश्मीरा रूना का kamala pu se vyam brahm aradita vilasat मदाम विलास गमनम कल्याण कांचीरवा कल्याण सिद्ध चारण अवधूत्याना पदा नांचिता गौरीम पुंगुमा बंगा पंकीत कुचत्वंत्वा भीरा मां शुभा गंभीरस्मिता विप्रमांचिता मुखीं गंगाधरा लिंगिता कांची पुरी देवता प्रम्ह मुखामरेंद्र परिशत कोटीर पीठस्थलाम लाक्षारंजीत पाद पत्मयुग कन्दतत्रम मूलदेश महితే दिव्यां दीपित हेमकांति विलासत्वस्त्रावृतां ताम शुभाम् दिव्याकल्पित दिव्यदेह परितां सृष्टि प्रमोदान्वितां तामक्षीं राधि समस्त चक्र निलयाम आद्यंत शून्यमुमा आकाश समस्त भूत निवहकाराम शेषात्मिका योगिन्द्रैर्पि योगिनीषदगणेरादिताम अम्बिका सामक्षीं कलयामिकल्पलदिकां कांजीपुरी me kam pranamatam shri tanavidyamayim aim klim somrujimantra murti nivaha karaam नस्य चिन्मय सुखाकारां महायोगिनीं मायां विश्वविमोहिनीं मथुमधि त्येयां शुभां व्राप्नीं त्येयां किन्नरसिध चारनवतु त्येयां सदायोगिभी कामाः शीमपलयां मिकलपलधिकां काँचि पुरी सनस्थाम काम्य प्रदाम कंकन भूश हस्ताम कांजी निवासाम कनग प्रभासाम कामाक्षी देवी कलयामी चित्ते